0: Honey, pause for a sec. It, do you see the little dents in the lines on Saru's face? Oh my god. Welcome to the Spinal Frontier, a podcast where we speculate as to why Star Trek aliens are the way they are. I'm Kelly, she, her. And I'm Aaron, they, them. Today we're going to get back to what I love best and intended in this podcast. Weird body parts. <laughs> Specifically those sensory organs. All right, let's just start with quick How many senses can you name? Okay, sight, hearing, smell, touch, taste. Yeah, those are the big five. Mm -hmm. The other widely recognized one is proprioception, or your sense of orientation in space. You know know how you have, when you have an ear infection, you're kind of off balance sometimes, or you get dizzy or a vertigo because um, something's wrong with your ear. Your ear bones are responsible for helping you orient your head so you can kind of keep track of where the ground is and where gravity is.
1: So you're saying the sixth sense is not that feeling of having been a ghost the whole time and only
0: finding out at the end of the movie? Right. Oh, okay. Well, but he didn't have any ear bones anymore because he was dead, so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like a boneless Bruce Willis? (laughs)
0: Jelly Bruce? (laughs) I don't know. We're off to a great start. Uh, Well, this reminds me of something you mentioned, though, because we know that your pet species is Andorians. I do love them. (laughs) Remind us of what your fun fact about Andorian antennae were. Okay,
1: so this ties into proprioception, because the fun fact about Andorian antennae is that if they lose one... It messes with their sense of balance and kind of location
0: for a while like because because mm. rin
1: yeah he had both of his removed i if i had to guess i would say it's something like losing an eye in a human you lose depth perception for a while but then your brain gets used to that signal i think in an, it an andorian can over time learn to balance themselves without right. their antenna because they do still have ears mm-hmm. and i assume your bones
0: they also have eyes that also helps although as we discussed, like, their antenna also have apparently something to do with their eyes, with, um, with yeah. seeing color, I guess. The cones were in their oh, antenna. Oh, that's right.
1: In the, in, yeah.
0: So I just wanted to talk more about all of the, these weird sensory organs that we kind of see and take for granted mm-hmm. in all of the franchises. This was kind of spurred on, like we talked about last time, with uh, Lieutenant Octodad, mm-hmm. which better known as the Osnolus, mm-hmm. which means no mouth. And so I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, now
1: we know why we never hear him talk.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he can't even make a... Mm. Or a... It's just nothing. I don't know. So they, they have apparently six eyes. Four small ones, two big ones. That's most like a spider. Okay. Uh, spiders have two big eyes and six small eyes.
1: So my first guess was going to be that they have a, like a pretty amazing field of view. But that arrangement of like two big and four small, like what benefit does the different sizes offer?
0: So the big eyes are for like clear color images like Mm -hmm. we would do. And also for judging distance, because again, depth perception perception is important. But the extra eyes on the side and spiders detect motion because like they'll spin a web and Mm -hmm. wait for something. And then if they see the motion out of the corner of their eye, they'll know where to go to go eat their prey. That's not quite what osnolus do, I don't think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually have a lot of questions because, like in terrestrial mammals, you get um, two forward-facing eyes in most predators, mm-hmm. and then two eyes like w- wider apart and oriented outward, like on like on horses and cows. and yeah, the,
0: the pupil is also different yeah, shapes. Yeah,
1: so that they have a wider field of view so they can mm-hmm. see predators. Mm-hmm. But then predators have that the forward-facing eyes for depth perception for hunting. So I wonder about the Osmolus, which doesn't have a mouth. I imagine it's not eating much, so it's probably not a predator, well, right?
0: Well, it could be absorbing nutrients somehow. Because mm. again, I have questions. So they've got these eyes, and I'm willing to bet that the side eyes also help with not banging their giant, giant dome mm. on stuff. Yeah, that's
1: true. I wear a big hat, and suddenly I collide with everything.
0: Yeah, particularly big hat. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and like the osnolus, I am approximately seventy billion feet tall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, oh, they're not that tall. <laughs> uh, have...
1: The one on Discovery looks like it's at least like six feet.
0: So I'd like to speculate a little bit about their chemo sensing. So their taste and smell and by extension, how they're eating. Mm-hmm. I've seen some stills now of what an Osnolus looks like. And it's like <sighs> foul. Like, like they just have these really gnarly little faces with like all the eyes kind mm-hmm. of arranged but then they don't have a mouth, but they have a lot of the whisker looking things. I'm speculating that those are barbels and a barbel, B-A-R-B-E-L. Like on a catfish? Yeah. So fish in particular have these sensory organs that look like little whiskers. They're used to probe into the sand to find prey. I'm guessing that the whiskers on the Osnolus face have to do with their chemo-sensing. Since they're on the front of the face and it's a humanoid, maybe it's just for detecting right. stuff in the air. Yeah, I don't know quite how they're absorbing nutrients.
1: There's so, also things in Star Trek like salt vampires or whatever, so I'm <laughs> sure just, there's a way. They just lay hands on yeah. something
0: and just absorb their essence, I guess. When it's possible, sure. that's just how They do. have hands, I'd like to see a close-up of Osnalis' yeah. hands, so if do anybody...
1: You, do you think it's Osnolus? Osnolus's or Osno... Octopodes?
0: <laughs> are you referring to octopuses and octopodes? I am, yes. Osnopodes? Yeah. No. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> anyway, barbels are really common in a lot of different Trek aliens. The one that I thought of just off the top of my head is Ripper. Mm. Ripper, the quote unquote tardigrade.
1: Okay. Not Jack the Ripper from that TOS episode. No, because
0: that that is also a thing. But uh, no, I'm talking about uh, Ripper the tardigrade from Discovery. Okay. We do a lot of Discovery talk. I love Discovery because they they give me so much fodder. (laughs) Ripper actually has two big antennae and a bunch of barbels. And so I'm guessing that's just for detecting the mycelial mm. network, because that's kind of their whole... Oh, that's
1: a that's a cool thought.
0: Yeah, it's kind of their whole deal. They they have a lot of armor on, on the back of their mm. body, but they've got kind of more dangly bits and, like, detectors, I think, mm. for being able to pick up the, you know, space fungus <laughs> and follow it around. Sweet. Interestingly, I didn't think about it too hard when we were watching it the first time around, but Ripper is not actually a tardigrade
1: well the first difference I noticed is that he's way too big
0: yes he's not microscopic <laughs> uh-huh. although things in space tend to be way bigger than they are on a planet hmm. which is kind of a similar concept to in ecology we have uh, larger versions of the same type of animal toward the poles in the more extreme environments oh
1: that's cool I didn't know that yeah so like we got the polar gigantism
0: polar gigantism okay. that's what it is so it's it's almost like space gigantism
1: okay yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. It turns out I, t- I did know this, but I forgot that I knew it, and it was just kicking <laughs> around my brain until you reminded me it's a thing.
0: Welcome to being an academic. So uh, Ripper also apparently has a skeleton, which mm. a tardigrade is an invertebrate, which means it has no, no skeleton. Okay. So. So um, I don't know what it is exactly. It's but the
1: opposite of boneless Bruce Willis. Boneful tardigrade.
0: Boneful t- bone Ripper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's never mention that again. <laughs> as far as I can tell, he has like the barbels and the antennae for mm. orientation, because generally what antennae are for is for detecting small changes in your nearby environment. So mm-hmm. like they can have chemo sensing hairs on them, I think sometimes, and obviously they're sensitive to touch. So I was reading one of the Star Trek biology books There are three (laughs) that exist. We received two of them from our wonderful friend and neighbor, Joanna, who is a librarian, Mm -hmm. and procured them for us. So we're really grateful for that. In that book, it was saying how Andorians might have those antennae for sensing changes in microclimate. So it's possible that their planet has kind of violent weather changes. That was was the... Uh, proposition there.
1: Everything I know about Andoria is that it's an ice ball like Hoth from Star Wars. I think they mostly live underground. They're like a subterranean is where most of their cities are because their planet is so inhospitable.
0: Because I was thinking Mm -hmm. like if you have antennae that are partially for sight Mm -hmm. and are really involved with your proprioception, Mm -hmm. so your orientation in space, that would be really useful on an ice planet where there's a possibility of avalanches
1: oh that's a good point
0: yeah Mm because if you're get if you're caught an avalanche sometimes it can be very difficult if you're stuck under the snow to figure Mm -hmm. out what direction is up and maybe changes in color or sensing the Mm -hmm. microclimate could be really helpful for ah like i can tell that the air is that way
1: that makes sense because to have need for eyes in the first place kind of tells me that they're not 100% Cave dwellers. So mm-hmm. they're probably whatever their prehistoric Andorian lifestyle was and probably involved dipping out of
0: caves for a bit. This is why I love morphology. <laughs> because I just like to look at a body part and see like what can this tell me about mm-hmm. this animal? Okay. Let's talk about other sensory organs in a sec, but first let's hear a word from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to you by Dokachin's Discount Sensor Suites. Is your resolution low? Are you tired of scanning the quadrant with the same old sensors? Head on down to Dockachin's discount sensor suites, conveniently located in Surplus Depot Z15 in orbit of Quaylor 2. What? <laughs> so, recently there is a great meme going around about Odo and how his eyes don't actually work, but he's just a one big walking multi-sensory organ which made me think immediately that he tastes everything he touches
0: yeah I mean there are animals that live like that like octopuses like octopuses they basically can taste with their suction cups
1: I do not want to know how the floor of Cork's bar tastes
0: Ooh.
1: I think I know why Odo is so mad at cork all the time.
0: I just know why Odo's so mad all the time. <laughs> like constant sensory input of all the things from all directions. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> so he's tasting slash smelling. Yes.
1: And he can turn his hand into a, uh, into a glass of beer, which he then drinks.
0: Yes. Yeah. So the, my question is, can he taste himself when he drinks himself? Mm. Mm. Good question. Mm. I don't know. I am uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, we have a long list of questions we would like to ask Quark if we were to ever meet him. And also, incidentally. Oh, Odo, you mean? oh yeah, no. Odo. I
0: mean, Quark, too, because I have a lot of Ferengi questions That's personally, good. but. Ooh.
1: Also, I think we figured out why the founders are so angry all the time. <laughs> they hate solids because we keep asking dumb questions. <laughs>
0: And then they have to think about it with their entire bodies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just rapid fire. All the g- weird things that Rodo can do with his random body. Okay, he can hear with his hair. I mean,
1: he can smell with his hmm, armpit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he can see with his tongue. He's tasted everybody on Deep Space Nine. Oh. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah. So, Odo in early episodes of Deep Space Nine has to rest. Like he has to go in the bucket and rest in the bucket, just as a lick in a liquid form.
1: Where all he can taste is the bucket.
0: Where all he can taste is the bucket. But, so if you think about what Odo does with his body form, Mm -hmm. it has to do with surface area to volume. I can guarantee it. So the surface area to volume ratio is um, how much of your body touches the environment, how much of your body is on the outside Mm -hmm. versus how much of your body is there total. So if you think about the concept of scaling, this is kind of part of my doctoral dissertation, so I'm excited to talk about it. The bigger an animal is, proportionally less of the body is touching the outside Mm. than in a smaller Organism. So it's, it's why, like, we have to make sure babies have more clothing because so much more of their surface area versus their volume is touching the outside okay. that they're losing. They can lose uh, heat faster.
1: This is why Ralph couldn't put his arms down.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Christmas story. Not let's that's stay, that's on okay. stay on franchise. Stay on franchise. So I'm guessing what. Odo is doing is increasing his surface area to volume ratio because he's getting smaller because he's in the bucket too so he's contained as mm-hmm. opposed to having his flesh clothes be the stuff that's touching the environment mm-hmm. he's, he's just touching the bucket and the bucket doesn't, it's, since it's solid it's not really changing yeah. so I think the bucket is for young founders who are still trying to figure out um, being separate from the big hive puddle or whatever. Yeah, the great link the great link. Yeah. So when they're. The great un-
1: link, Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs> so when they're unlinked from the great link and being a shapeshifter or whatever, that's how they get used to doing that is by reducing sensory input.
1: As somebody that gets overwhelmed at parties, I absolutely get it.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to mention another. Organism that I really think would be overwhelmed Mm. At parties And I think that would be the Beta Anari Who is the kind of lizard guy At the bar in Picard This guy's name is Mr. Vup And Mr. Vup, he kind of looks like I'm blanking on the name of the potato people from Doctor Who, but he's kind of like this Mm. lizard person. Mm. So uh, Mr. Vup is a Beta Inari who are noted for being able to smell lies. They have this really intense sense of smell, which is kind of funny because looking at them, he doesn't have a particularly exciting nose. Like he doesn't seem to have large nostrils. It's possible that he has large nasal turbinates. Mm. So, like, this is again the surface area to volume yeah. ratio thing. So, what's well, a turbinate? Think of it like in your radiator. Yeah, oh, and there's the behind radiator the gr- behind it. Yeah, behind yeah. the grill, there's the radiator, and there's a lot of really thin filaments that oh, kind okay. of increase for, the surface yeah. area for dissipating heat. For dissipating yeah. heat. But in the so that's similar in the noses of animals, know. especially like. If you look in the nasal turbinates of sea otters, they have really complicated ones. Polar bears have really cool ones. Okay. Dogs have really ornate ones too. So it's just like really thin bone structure that's very squiggly and high surface area.
1: From more, for lack of a better word, stink particles. To yeah, land so
0: some more more higher density of scent receptors. All right. Um, that's probably what's going on in this mm-hmm. guy's face. But they are to the point where they can smell, smell lies. I think this is actually something that could be feasible. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not totally bonkers.
1: Well, like, because dogs can smell so much.
0: Yeah, specifically, um, I was loosely affiliated with an organization that trained diabetic alert dogs. Mm -hmm. And the diabetic alert dogs can smell... The ketones that your body gives up when your blood sugar is dropping and so the dogs become really attuned like they, they kind of learn from basic scent training and then they can eventually pick up the changes in your body before all the ketones are expressed and so a lot of the you keto people will know that as ketosis mm-hmm. um, and your breath smells like like rotten fruit yeah because it smells really sweet so your body kind of puts that off when your blood sugar is crashing So the animal can sense something that you cannot because it just has a more acute sense of smell. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's possibly what's going on with the beta inari. Like they have really sensitive and highly developed nasal turbinates and they can smell when you're, maybe they can smell when you're sweating Mm -hmm. or maybe there's some pheromone you put off or something that, uh, they can detect that we cannot.
1: Like my gut says that that's going to be about as accurate as like a, as a lie detector, which monitors your pulse right Mm -hmm. but those aren't super reliable because not only is everyone's baseline different like some people are just much better liars
0: well also the point of that is that you could be a really good liar but Mm -hmm. your body doesn't lie like or like your body's chemical processes Mm -hmm. don't lie but it's possible that you're not lying about the thing that they think you're lying about Mm -hmm. so i can see how that would be the inaccuracy
1: can they can they detect a lie by omission
0: I mean, maybe, because yeah. may, maybe that would be the lie, that because you're not technically telling a lie, but like... Mm, but the
1: intent's there. Yeah. yeah.
0: The last thing that I wanted to bring up before I forget is Kelpians. Your,
1: fav- your favorite Star Trek alien? <laughs> My
0: favorite Star Trek alien. I, like, the longer I look at them, the more interesting they are. So I was looking at Saru in one of many Discovery episodes, and I... I was, we were thinking earlier about, like, facial wrinkles and facial markings, Mm -hmm. like what those could be for, and Kelpians have kind of shallow grooves along their face, and it looks very cool, Mm -hmm. but it looks like they have little dents, little inside the wrinkles, and I have an idea, and I'm very proud of my idea, and my idea is that those are pit organs.
1: So what's a pit organ?
0: A pit organ? Thank you for asking. (laughs) 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 It's actually a temperature sense. The tissue inside of the pit organs gets physically heated up by infrared radiation. It kind of heats up the tissue, and it's, it's a sensory organ, and so it's attached to a nerve that tells the brain that something is there. And it can help the organism, generally a snake, make a rough picture of something that's lurking in the dark without being able to see it
1: interesting that would be really handy as one of their primary predators in the show or is another alien race called the Ba'ul that which is
0: pitch black they're
1: like pitch black and like kind of soupy looking dudes yeah 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 and yeah. so well, this Kelpie can detect warm Ba'ul in cold water with this one weird trick <laughs> Ba'ul hate him
0: <laughs> Ba'ul doctors don't want you to know <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so I just thought that was really neat because there's kind of a predator and prey interplay with all these different body parts on the Kelpians, Mm -hmm. but this is my favorite pet theory, is that, um, because also, they have very small eyes, too. They're not necessarily like, actually, they can see stuff. What was the thing? And he could see the pattern in space.
1: I think you've asked a Star Trek question that I don't know the answer to. <gasps> I can't
0: remember. We Di- sat there and watched it. <laughs>
1: Discovery's pacing is so fast that I miss a lot.
0: Yeah, so maybe we'll. You know what? We haven't really talked about this, but maybe could we in our next episode just be about eyes and we can look back into that because there's I
1: would, ha, look I would back would into it. Love to talk about eyes because I can talk. I can ask you more questions about Andorians.
0: Oh no! <laughs> I hope you all weren't here for Vulcans because. <laughs> We talk about the weird ones. Oh no. Um, Yeah, no, like without spoiling anything, Saru could see a particular, there's some kind of frequency of light or something. We'll look back into it because that was neat. But the the pit organs definitely help them hunt and also avoid being hunted Mm -hmm. because they can sense something that has a higher body temperature than the rest of the air. So that's pretty cool finally before we go where the hell is dal is back <laughs> discovery is on a break and so they have went ahead and brought prodigy back on nickelodeon the most relevant thing that we haven't talked about yet like oh maybe dal's back of the head thing is a barbell his, his rat tail is yeah. a barbell okay maybe it helps him with his balance god maybe yeah. i don't know because <laughs> only in trek does do these things help with balance and in, in in all of the in humanoids normally it's like inside the ear and Dal has ears
1: yeah, I just think he's got a tail on the back of his head <laughs> I, like I a mean, rat
0: tail. I mean, I know he has a rat tail on the back of his head. I just don't know what it's for. The other thing I was going to comment on, though, was eyes because mm-hmm. Dal's purple and has purple eyes. You Elizabeth Taylor fans right now might be saying, ah, oh, Elizabeth Taylor had violet eyes. She actually had dark blue eyes mm. uh, because true violet eyes are not arguably not a thing. The most common explanation for having a purple or a violet iris mm-hmm. is because of uh, lack of melanin. Melanin is what makes your skin be a color or your Mm -hmm. eyes be a color. So people who have albinism actually tend to have like a violet eye because you can kind of see the Mm -hmm. blood vessels Mm -hmm. running through their eye. And also, I'm also willing to bet that it's partially because of irritation because they're uh, irritated by the sun. sun. But he doesn't have the involuntary eye movements or doesn't seem to have poor eyesight or sensitivity to light. So making more of that than what it actually (laughs) is. But uh, I just... Looked into it and wanted to share that information.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just it's just fun to see the physical traits of aliens and kind of work backwards to think like what the environment they came from
0: is like. Um. So anyway, we're, we're pressing on with where the hell is Dell? Can't wait to talk about more of my pet theories mm. in a couple of Mondays here. Um. In case you haven't seen it on Instagram, because I think it's only on Instagram. We're bad at Twitter. Uh. We're actually moving our release dates to every second and fourth Monday Mm -hmm. just so poor Kelly who has to edit this can uh, do this and finish her dissertation. So thank you for your patience. Surprise. Here we are on a Monday instead of Friday. Uh, Our moms are going to love this (laughs) because I think they're the only ones who listen to all of our episodes. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. Um, if you liked this episode and are excited about, you know, the I episode that's coming up, please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and feel free to rate us five stars and leave us a review. We only have a couple. Share your love of weird alien body parts with the world. You're, you're increasing our reviews by many percentage points if you say anything about us at this point. If you didn't like this episode, just please forget I said anything. <laughs>
1: If you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at Spinal Frontier Pod and on Twitter at Spinal Frontier. We'd love your comments and questions so we can talk about them in future episodes. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Okay, honey, you can press play.